0: What's going on, everybody? You guys are about to listen to our first annual college award show uh, for the 2022 season, uh, an idea put together by our own Felix Sharp, and we wanted to jump on and give you guys kind of our thoughts on who we think win the major college awards in the 2022 season. Before we jump into that, though, I just want to shout out our creative lead, Hannah Page. If you guys are just listening to this on the podcast, Check out the YouTube video that dropped live last night. She made some incredible graphics for these awards. And you may be seeing these awards and graphics later on down the season as well. So check that out again. Just wanted to shout out our creative lead, Hannah Page, for doing an amazing work on this. And I hope everybody enjoys the show. All right, what's going on, everybody? Uh, so this is going to be our annual now, moving forward. First year that we're doing this, we're going to talk about the College Football Awards. Uh, unfortunately, the rest of the crew is traveling as we are getting ready to head to the Fantasy Football Expo this weekend. So you've just got Austin, Felix, and myself, for those of you who are not watching live and listening to the podcast. So what we're going to do today is we brought together an award-winning panel. Multiple people. and We voted on this. Uh, we took this very seriously. A uh, lot of, a lot of really deep thought went into this. And we're going to talk about multiple awards here. So the Heisman Award, Davy O'Brien, the Doak Walker, the Bolitnikoff, the Mackey, the Maxwell, and then we will talk about our fantasy MVP, our fantasy bust, and our freshman of the year awards for this. If you guys are watching live, you'll get to see some fancy graphics as we talk about the players that won the consensus for these awards, and you might be seeing these more often throughout the season, but let's start with the Davy O'Brien. Felix considers himself a little bit of a quarterback. He, he was uh, challenging people openly on Twitter to a quarterback challenge at the Expo. Felix, you're... O'Brien list uh, was short compared to the rest of them, but you went CJ Stroud, Anthony Richardson, and Caleb Williams. I believe you were the only one who had Anthony Richardson on your Davey O'Brien list. So why did you put Richardson on there?
1: Well, I, I, you know, Anthony Richardson was number fifty on Bruce Feldman's freak list. That was way too low in my opinion. You're talking about a six foot four, two hundred thirty five pound quarterback who probably is going to run a four three. He can throw the ball seventy yards. We know what Anthony Richardson can do. He can run. He can be the a, a Cam Newton that can pull away from you. The only question. That, And he can throw the bullet passes. The only question is is whether or not he can process the field, find the right defenders, the right uh, receivers, read coverages, that sort of thing. If he takes that jump, there is nobody. There is absolutely nobody uh, with a higher ceiling in the country, including C.J. Stroud, including Bryce Young, than one Anthony Richardson. We're not going to call him AR-15 anymore. He doesn't want to go by that name. But that dude is an absolute beast, and I think that we will, in his first season as the starter, see a jump. He's going to be—he's already one of the most athletic quarterbacks in the country. He's one of the most athletic quarterbacks we've seen in some time. Why wouldn't I have him up for this award? It makes sense. The fact that you two did not is just shame on you two. You should be ashamed of yourselves. But I mean, this is just
2: going to be bad, man.
1: Yeah, has who is no he throwing
2: knows? to? Like. Florida's going to be a bad team. Like, I think there's a lot of factors working against him. It's really difficult to win some of these awards on teams that aren't good. I think if you look at, I mean, not to say what my five are, but I think they're all going to be on teams that are better than Florida this year.
0: Yeah, that and that was one of the reasons why I didn't vote Richardson for the Heisman either. Like, we, we've we talked about, it. he definitely has a chance. He's, the, In my opinion, he's arguably the best athlete in college right now. So I could see him being up for that award, but you're projecting a lot. Heisman's going to go to a team that's likely in the playoff hunt or a good team. And same thing with the Davey O'Brien. Like, it's the quarterback award. I don't really care what he does with his legs. They're going to give it to the guy who's the best passer. You're projecting a lot to say Anthony Richardson's going to jump up to the Bryce Young, CJ Stroud category in one year. Like maybe next year if he stays in college, I can see it. But from basically what we saw, very very small sample size. I get that, but to just say that he's going to jump up into the category of a passer that will, of what we saw out of C.J. Stroud and Bryce Young last year is a a little a little bit insane. Speaking of insane, people being picked here as players who have actually never thrown a college pass. Quinn Ewers made it on multiple lists here for the debut O'Brien Ryan Austin. Do you think he's got? No, he's not on yours. So why did you not put him on there? Is it fear of the fact that he has not thrown a pass technically on the college level?
2: It's not fear. I just feel traditionally the Davey O'Brien kind of goes to a, a pretty established player. And if you think about it, there's a lot of established quarterbacks. You know, we don't love a lot of them for the NFL, but guys like Hendon Hooker, I think Tennessee will be pretty good this year. and I think he'll be at the center of pretty much everything they do offensively. I had him at number four. Um, the other guys I had on the list, Stroud, Young, Ah, uh, Caleb Williams and Devin Leary. I think NC State has a decent chance to win the ACC. If NC State wins the ACC, it's going to be because Devin Leary was really, really good this year. Like I think a lot of these awards are more narrative based than anything else. Um, so obviously, you know, when you're kind of trying to fill out these lists, you kind of have to take that into account. Which again is why there was no Anthony Richardson and no Quinn Ewers. Um, but but a lot of these guys, I think uh, Grayson McCall could end up in the top five depending on what, what Coastal Carolina does this year. So um, that's why I didn't have Ewers on mine.
0: Yeah, so I did vote for Quinn Ewers, but again, I think I've been pretty open and honest about the fact that I do expect Texas to be a very good team this year. Because of that, it's going to likely be on Quinn Ewers' arm and why I put him up there. Caleb Williams was the only other player besides C.J. Stroud who was voted on by everybody to be in the top five. Felix, you had him, I believe, at... Three, what are your thoughts on Caleb Williams this year? Is he a legitimate contender for that award this season?
1: I mean, I think as a community, we were just so wrong on what Caleb's could be. Caleb Williams could be as a passer coming out of the tri state area with that 55% career completion percentage. He is an aggressive downfield thrower, he can make all of the throws. And in his first, I mean, he was a true freshman last year. We thought that he was going to be essentially nothing as a passer. And he was way more than that. He's still in Lincoln Riley system. He gets Jordan Addison and Mario Williams. He's got one of the best wide receiver cores in the country with one of the best play callers. It just makes sense that he be in consideration for this, for this award. I mean, I think it's just logical that he will be a finalist. And in 2024, we're looking at a, you know, a top five ish draft pick.
0: Yeah, I think, I'm honestly a little bit surprised that Bryce Young was not picked by everybody, uh, but I do think Caleb Williams was an easy pick to put up on this list because practically every year Lincoln Riley's had his quarterback in the Heisman discussion and therefore also in the Davey O'Brien discussion, so I, I believe that he should have been up there. So the quarterbacks that were nominated by everybody were Anthony Richardson, Caleb Williams, C.J. Stroud, Bryce Young, Devin Leary, Quinn Ewers and Hendon Hooker and then Grayson McCall did get one vote as well and the winner by consensus for us to win the Davy O'Brien award this year was CJ Stroud for the Ohio State Buckeyes so we have got him winning he is our pick in the preseason to win the Davy O'Brien award Austin how how what would you put the odds at that you believe he is going to end up winning that award this season?
2: It has to be pretty high. I think a lot of the time you don't see repeat winners for a lot of these awards, which I think is why Stroud is a trendy favorite. That's, I, like Him and Young, there's Bryce Young, there's not going to be that much separating the two, except for the fact that Young won all this stuff last year. So I think if they have comparable years again, I think voters will kind of tip toward CJ Stroud, call it voter fatigue or whatever you want to, to call it. But I definitely think that that is an advantage to Stroud. And honestly, I think Stroud we'll have the better statistical year. I mean, last year he threw for 4,400 yards. He basically missed uh, missed an entire game and then had that shoulder injury earlier in the year that kind of held him back a little bit. So realistically, I mean, I know all these OSU homers out there, you know, he could throw for 5,500 yards, 6,000 yards. He's not getting anywhere close to that. But I do think, you know, 4,800-ish yards is well within reach here with the wide receivers he has and the offense that he's going to be playing in. Uh, In this Ohio State team that I think is going to be looking to really run up some scores to kind of show that they belong in the playoff this year after missing out on last year. Like, I think there are a lot of things working in Stroud's favor this year. So I actually think, I mean, I don't know exactly what the odds would be, but I think he has, if he stays healthy the whole year, at least a 50% chance versus the entire field of winning this award.
0: Felix, you did vote him one, even though you were very high on Anthony Richardson. Your thoughts on Stroud winning the Davey O'Brien?
2: You're muted. You're muted.
1: I mentioned Caleb Williams having one of the best wide receiver cores in the in the country. Well, Ohio State just might have the best. And, I mean, and, and C.J. Stroud has an arm talent. There are some like that's why he's my number one quarterback over Bryce Young is that he makes some like wild throws in between safeties over linebackers heads, you know, in the uh, in the turkey hole again against cover two I mean, this is somebody who excels in the intermediate and deep parts of the game, hitting those uh, uh, hitting those routes. We haven't seen a a Ohio State wide uh, quarterback hit at the NFL level, but this is college. This is college. And I don't think I think C.J. Stroud as a college quarterback might be in a tier by himself. To be honest, I mean I know that Bryce Young won the Heisman last year and he's got the athleticism. But if I had to start with a quarterback today and pick amongst the college ranks, I, I would pick C.J. Stroud. I would I think that he just does everything exceptionally. Well, and you know he could be a runner also, but that's not his game. We have to protect him. But if you protect CJ Stroud, he's going to cur- curve you, cut cut you up. I don't even know what I'm saying. It was really the Michigan game last year when they played in that snow in the hostile environment. Ryan Day did not change the game plan. They didn't just try to hide uh, their offense. They didn't just try to hand the ball to to um, Travion Henderson. No, they were throwing that ball off in a losing. Uh, in a losing effort, but he I just thought that he showed a lot in that particular game. So he's my favorite quarterback uh, in the country and my favorite for this award.
0: Yeah, I mean, we've talked a lot about it. I think the Ohio State offense, as Austin mentioned, is going to go out there and try and just pour points on. I would not be surprised if last year we saw Stroud coming out in some games in like the third quarter. I would not be surprised if that's pushed into the fourth quarter. He's out there playing, and then they pull him out in the games that they're winning uh, because I think they want to run those up. I think Ryan Day wants to get – C.J. Stroud, the Heisman, and the Davy O'Brien. Surprisingly, Bryce Young is still the favorite on odds to win the, the Davy O'Brien this year, maybe because he was the reigning winner last year, but we all voted. I believe C.J. Stroud was number one across the board for everybody he was, so that was a pretty easy pick for us on the Davy O'Brien. Going to move over to the Doak Walker, which was very interesting in some of the votes here for everybody. And I'm just going to give your vote away here, Felix. You went with Travion Henderson, which I think is an interesting pick because he was very good as a freshman last year, but I don't know that he is viewed as like a real finalist for this award. So why did you pick him over some of the other running backs in the country?
1: Um, I I think that he's going to mature in his second year and he was already uh, very good in his first year, again, being, in one of the best offenses in the country. I think that he's going to have open lanes to run through. Remember, uh, uh, Trevion Henderson did not start the season last year as the starter, as I predicted. Uh, Myron Williams did. And he's going to go into this season as the clear starter. I mean, Ohio State is probably going to be playing in a lot of games um, where, uh, you know, in the fourth quarter, in the second half, they've got a 10 point lead. And do we see Ryan Day turn and give the ball to Travion Henderson to mature in uh, the player that, that turns the chains, that gets first down? So they have Maya Williams there to kind of play that role. But I think that we could see it give, given more of that opportunity to Travion Henderson. And, you know, I don't think you can make a mistake when you give, when you predict an award, this, this award, to one of the most explosive players in the country.
0: He is on odds, the third favorite to win behind Texas's Bijan Robinson and Wisconsin's Braylon Allen. Austin, you also voted him first. Any other thoughts on Travion?
2: Um, not really. I just think um the reason I didn't pick Bijan, who I still think is the better player, although like it's offensive long. It's it's negligible between the two is that I think they're gonna actually Like take back some of his carries this year. I think they're going to. They have a pretty stacked backfield. They've said that all offseason. Like we have all these backs. We have all these backs. I think they're going to do what's right by Bijan by not running him into the ground his final year there. I think they're going to want to highlight some other players, and so I think that his workload takes a step back. There's no such incentive for Ohio State with Trayvon Henderson, and to be honest, like they don't have anybody else proven there. Like we we really like uh, Evan Pryor that's there. Not really a proven guy there. I kind of like Dallin Hayden, who was a true freshman that came in this year. Again, might not even see the field. Mayan Williams is still there, but they showed when they were both healthy last year. They still really preferred to really roll out Travion. So I think that that Travion is going to have a, better, a bigger workload and a better offense. And so I think, again, you just kind of have to to start looking at those things to separate some of these guys.
1: The other thing, the other reason why I did not vote for Bijan is I don't think that Texas has fixed that offensive line. I still don't think that that offensive line is going to be bad. Bijan Robinson was very good despite that bad offensive line last season. But, you know, I think that this game is about consistency through the entire season. And I can see um, – uh, Texas, their offense getting shut down in some games, and B. John Robinson, quite frankly, being shut down in some games this season. Texas is going to have a first-year quarterback. They're going to have a a first-year starter at quarterback. Uh, they're going to have a bad offensive line. So that's why I'm going with Travion Henderson. That's a more well-rounded team in Ohio State. What you yeah, just, he said? Fo- he <laughs> what just say?
0: He finally admitted Quinn. What did you just say? Whoa. Uh, okay. Yeah, so – for Bijan, though, we did, he is, he did make everybody's top five. So we all believe that Bijan is going to end up having a good season, but none of us put him up at one. What is interesting to me is a lot of people love Braylon Allen. He has been nicknamed Balen Allen by a lot of people. And I honestly thought that he would be, oh, you haven't seen that? It's, it's ridiculous. It's one of the reasons why I fade him completely. I'm Obviously kidding. Uh, There's a lot of people who love Braylon Allen, and I honestly thought he'd get more than just one vote for first place, especially because I've talked about Wisconsin's schedule this year is fairly easy. He should be able to run over all of the competition. Austin, you voted him five, though. You had him the lowest out of everybody in the votes. Colin Decker was the only one who voted him or gave him a number one vote. What are your concerns with Braylon Allen and, and having him down at five?
2: Yeah, I actually regret having him that low. I think I would bump him up a little bit more uh, if I the, the last couple of days as I've thought on it. I honestly would probably should I can I give away like what my one through five were to kind of. So uh,
0: I'll just say Braylon Allen regrets that you put him that low too because he probably would have won this award had he just huh. been bumped up one. Sorry, spot Braylon. Sorry, Braylon. But yeah, go ahead, give us your five.
2: Yeah, I had Hent, Travion number one, Jameer Gibbs two, Bijan three, Deuce Vaughn four, and Braylon Allen. I think I would. I think I would keep the same five guys, but I think I would rearrange a little bit i think i'd probably go henderson allen maybe i might have bumped him up to two or probably should have bumped up to two or three because i do i i do think the schedule is pretty pretty easy there for him and they don't have a lot there again alongside him uh not not a lot of depth so i think that he'll get the majority of the carries and that passing offense isn't going to be good if they're going to move the ball at all it's going to be on the ground
0: Felix, you want to give us your top five really quick?
2: I don't even remember what
1: they were, Matthew, so let's see. All right, I will tell um, you. If you if you filibuster, I will uh, look it up here.
0: Yeah, I'll give you mine then while we're waiting on Felix. So I voted uh, Deuce Vaughn, number one. I believe he's going to go out there and have an amazing season. Interestingly enough, he's like one of the worst odds to win it. He was actually bottom 10 uh, out of – they give this uh, – they nominate like it feels like 100 players – for these awards, and he was like actually bottom ten in the nominations to get this award, which I found very interesting. Um, I then went Braylon Allen two, Tank Bigsby three, Travion four, Bijan five, and and the reason I was lower on Travion than you two is I just think they're going to pass the ball so much that Trav that's going to affect Travion's workload. Again, I think even when they're up possibly four or five touchdowns, they're going to come out and continue throwing the ball, and I think Travion will continue to get some receiving work, but I think it will cut into his carries because I do. Based on what happened last year with the concussion and the other rumors of injuries with him toward the end of the season, I think they may use Mayan Williams and Prime more later in games, so I just think that cuts into Henderson's workload enough that he's not going to be up there toward the top.
1: Yeah, all right, so um, my top five was Travion Henderson, who we talked about. Deuce Vaughn number two, Braylon Allen number three, Jameer Gibbs number four, and B. John Robinson number five. Um, I think that at the top three, actually, a lot of us have All of the same guys, just in a different order. These are the most productive running backs in the country. Deuce Vaughn is going to be one of the most productive players from uh, the line of scrimmage in the country. Braylon Allen, same thing. Jameer, like the wild card here is how much work does Jameer Gibbs get because he's an Alabama player. He could absolutely go off, especially, you know, they lose Jojo Earl. I didn't even think of this. The person who would be the best slot receiver out, outside of JoJo Earl is probably Jameer Gibbs um, uh, if Bill O'Brien is going to use him that way. So um, he's the wild card as far as productivity. But, I mean, when I look at here and I look at Deuce Vaughn and I look at Travion Henderson and I know who won this award for us, you can't go wrong with either of these two with what they're going to do um, from that posi- position production-wise.
0: So one of the other favorites that did not get nominated by anybody was Devin Achane out of Texas A&M. I find that interesting that nobody no nominated chance. him. I, well, hey, I'm just saying he, no he's a favorite for the award. So, oh, I'm sorry. I take that back. Colin did nominate him. Good old Colin. He always comes through. Uh, a couple of the other players, as, as Felix just mentioned, Jameer Gibbs did get multiple votes. Uh, Tavion Thomas got one, as did who was the last one. I don't remember, but it doesn't matter. The award winner, again, would have actually been different had Austin move Braylon Allen up after he thought about it, but because he had him down at five, that gave Deuce Vaughn, the running back, incredibly talented. We talked a lot about him on Debbie Debate last night. We have him winning the Doak Walker in 2022. Austin, you talked about thinking he might have a better shot, or I should say better shot, possibly better production at the NFL level over who we just mentioned, Devin Aachen. What are your thoughts on him winning the Doak Walker this year?
2: It could happen. I mean, what did he have, 1,800 total yards from scrimmage or something last year? I mean, he's very, very productive. I think the big sticking point for him, again, is going to be narrative. Does Kansas State win enough games for him to um, get, get you know higher up the list? And, I mean, the nice thing for him, though, is that no matter what, if they're ahead or behind, he's going to get touches. Like, if they're losing, they're going to throw him the ball. If they're winning, he's going to run the ball. And they don't have a lot else there uh, behind him. So I do think that he benefits from, like, no matter what the game script is, no matter what the opponent is, he's going to get the ball and he's going to get more touches than anybody else in that offense. Yeah.
1: And, and what well, in 2020 they had – they uh, did they upset both Texas and Oklahoma? In, in, in 2021 they lost all of their marquee games. So, you know, but they could be – if. If they need two of those marquee games for him to really be considered, but I think that you know, for the voters of these awards, Deuce Vaughn should be in high regard. So even if they only are bowl eligible, six and six somewhere in there, I think that he's still a good shot to at least be a finalist.
2: I mean, he and he might just kind of get like the. Uh, how do I want to put this? Career
1: like, career achievement award, career achievement lifetime achievement slash like of, they might yeah. just
2: throw him a bone because you know if if a if Wisconsin wins eleven games and Braylon Allen's amazing, maybe he gets nominated for the Heisman and people kind of vote away from him on this award or 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 Bijan or Travion one of those guys and where he's kind of just like steady the whole year um, and you know close to the top in a bunch of categories like he kind of wins it just based on that. I could see that that scenario playing out.
0: Yeah, like for, for me when I was doing this, it was very hard for this one. And I'll be honest, the wide receiver, I felt like those were the two closest for me. Like I could see three or four different players winning this. Like quarterback, I really felt like it was down to two. In my opinion, it was C.J. Stroud and Bryce Young. And I don't think that they would give it back to Bryce Young, which is why I went Stroud. Agree- I, like I agree with what Felix mentioned earlier about Anthony Richardson. But again, we've got to see it before. I, and at that point, if he does it, he will win it. Uh, but it was very interesting. Todd asked a real quick question on this before we move on to the Bolitnikov. Does Deuce Vaughn stay for four years? Is he one of those fringe players that could be enticed by NIL to stay in school? Felix, what do you think?
1: I don't know how much uh, NIL money there is in Manhattan, Kansas, Um, but yes. I mean, I think that he is. If Deuce Vaughn is going to get a fourth-round grade, you know, does he decide to come out or does he stay? I think there's a potential for, for him to stay. We're going to find out here very, very soon, you know, what the NFL thinks about him. Because if he is a day two guy, which is first-round draft cap- capital for running backs now, he is going to come out. If he's day three, if he gets day, that that note that he's going to be a day three player, then he might stay um, for the fourth year. Now, I said that there's not a lot of NIL money um, in Manhattan, Kansas, but, you know, we've seen P. John Robinson, some of these nationally known players, they get uh, NIL money from big companies. Uh, is somebody going to do that for, you know, a, a 5 win Kansas State team and their uh, small running back? Maybe, 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 uh, maybe us at CampusToCan.com. Maybe we can strike up a deal with with Deuce Vaughn. We would love that. Um, so to answer Todd's question, I, I think it's maybe is, is the best answer that we can give at this point.
0: Yeah, I think if he gets fourth round draft grade, he's going. I, I think I don't think he wants to jeopardize coming back and making that making that any worse. But it's definitely going to be interesting. I think he he will be one of those first players that challenges that nil discussion that we have had. The Bolitnikoff is up next, and this is the only award that was a full sweep. Everybody voted one player. So I'm just going to throw it up on the board here. Who got it? And then we kind of talk about why we nominated some of the others. And that is JSN. Jackson Smith and Jigba wins the Bolitnikoff. Or we have voted him to win the Bolitnikov this year. Austin, we talked, we talked a lot about him and K Butte, right? Like they're the top two in this class for us on the C2C side. Most of most for most people, Debbie as well. You had um an interesting list here, though, with JSN, Jordan Addison, Josh Downs, Marvin Mins, and at Perry, who I thought was very yeah. interesting, obviously Free, before the pre Hartman,
2: Hartman. Yeah. so that, I would the, like to retract Hartman's. that at this point. <laughs> but oh, uh, uh, you know,
0: how close though was it for you between JSN and the four behind him?
2: Um, I think it's pretty rare for a guy to repeat as a Blitnikoff winner. It's only happened maybe two or three times. It, it, it's pretty pretty rare. Um, so while Addison could do it in a pass heavy offense at USC, I kind of am skeptical because there's a pretty hefty amount of wide receiver talent. JSN just, I mean, he's going to be the wide receiver one there at Ohio State, and if you think that they're volume-wise going to uh, be amongst you know some of the most prolific passing offenses in the country this year, then it makes sense to kind of think that that wide receiver one in that offense could do it. Um, just for the record, I don't think this was a clean sweep, by the way, unless I'm just misreading this. I think somebody that's actually on the panel here tonight had Josh Downs winning it, um, yeah, which I don't no think is a bad I just, guess. Yeah. I mean, I have him as my third guy. Um, i think that he'll be the go-to guy at, at north carolina and they'll probably throw the ball a lot this year so um but i felt pretty good about jsn over the other guys on that list
0: yes you are correct i did not see uh felix's vote as he went with josh downs so why josh downs over jackson smith and jigma
1: i mean if there's if it's not going to be uh jackson smith and jigma as the most productive wide receiver in the country i have to take josh downs who was is- uber productive last year. Uh, UNC is going to have a first-time starting quarterback. Josh Downs is going to be there in the slot. If you are a first-time starting quarterback, who are you going to throw the ball to every time you drop back? I, I think it's going to be Josh Downs, who, in my opinion, is a spitting image of Tyler Lockett. So... Um, I just think that that offense is going to revolve him deep in the ball, bo- in the screen game. I mean, they're going to get him the ball in every single way possible. And I think Josh Downs is a first round draft pick. I mean, I know we're not talking about um, uh, NFL draft status right here, but I think that he is a uh, end of the first round type type pick, especially after he tests, if he does anything like what he did coming out of high school, if he's improved on those numbers, he's going to be a first round draft pick. And I think that he will. So um, uh yeah, I mean he's going to be uber productive, the center of the offense for uh, a Phil Longo, a, a Phil Longo slot wide receiver.
0: Yeah, I mean I, I definitely like the pick. He made the list for a bunch of us. Uh, I think the only one of the only ones who didn't vote for him was Colin, but he had his guy Jermaine Burton in there, which I, I think is also a very good pick. And then Alfred did not have him in there either. He also went Burton, which again I think is a good pick with him going to Alabama. We've seen them kind of pumping him up over the last couple of days. Kayshawn Boutte, Xavier Worthy, and JSN are the current favorites right now to win the award. I believe they all made all of our list. The best of the rest, Quentin Johnston, A.T. Perry, who, again, obviously this was put out before the same Hartman News, which, which Austin was actually the only one who had A.T. Perry on there. But one that nobody had on there, I just want to get your thoughts really quick, Austin, was Nathaniel Tankdell out of Houston. He is listed on here, actually above Josh Downs in odds to win the Bolitnikoff. Your thoughts on him and why nobody put him on their list?
2: I think that, first off, not a lot of G5 guys have actually ever won this award. I have the list up here in front of me. And like of the past, I'm, I'm trying to go back to find the last, Louisiana Tech, Troy Edwards, 98. It's the last G5 guy to win it. It just doesn't happen particularly often. I think that uh, Golden's going to siphon off just enough of that work where it's going to kind of hurt him uh, in the lot. Because you've got to be like on this uber prolific offense or it just has to be like a total funnel. And I'm not sure that they'll he quite fits either of those categories, which is why I chose the guys that I chose. Um, I-, I do think that Marvin Mims could actually be a sleeper depending on how much Oklahoma throws the ball this year. Um, and what else do they have a wide receiver? Like we've all talked about that all offseason. They have, you know, Jaleel Farouk might start for them. They've got a bunch of freshmen, Jaden Gibson, Nick Anderson. They've got Theo Weiss who I think we've seen enough of by now to know that he's probably like if not going to siphon off meaningful work. So I do think that Mims has an outside chance of, of doing it as, as well. I like that. So my
1: five are- – Go ahead, Felix. I do want to highlight the CFF guide here. Um, Jeff Levy is the offensive coordinator now at Oklahoma. You think of Lane Kiffin and RPO passing scheme. But um, according to the CFF guide, I believe they'll actually only pass at a 47% rate. Right? I mean, so they're running those RPOs and actually handing the ball off quite a bit. So, But when they do throw the ball, could it go to Marvin Mims? Absolutely. But I just wanted to highlight the CFF guide that you can get at campuscan.com right now for just 20 $20 get ready for the college season. So
0: my list uh, and I'll get your two really quick before we move on to the Mackey award was JSN, Addison, Boutte, Worthy, and then Downs. Uh, I, I liked all of them. It, for me, it was a little bit close, but again, I just, we just talked about it earlier with, with CJ Stroud, we have winning the Davey O'Brien I expect him to throw the ball a lot. Well, I do think Marvin Harrison could have a really good year. And I even mentioned last night, possibly outproduced JSN. I think with what he did last year, he's going to be the big favorite going in. And unless he just completely disappoints, I would be surprised if he doesn't win this. Uh Austin, what was your what was your top five? Or did you already give yours?
2: Uh we already gave mine, but I just also just want to say real quick that I think Kaisan Boutet has a zero percent chance to win this award this year. Coming of back off coming back off the injury. I don't think this offense is going to be super pass heavy. I don't think this offense is going to be particularly good. And if LSU is a poor team, like I think they might be, I don't know that Butte plays the whole year, <laughs> so <laughs> I think I think there's virtually a zero percent chance that Butte wins this award. Yeah, interesting. He's he's got the third best odds right I now, love the so. kid. Well, yeah, because he's like I still think he's yeah. the best wide receiver in college football, but uh, that doesn't just because everyone thinks you're the best. If you don't if you don't put up that seventeen hundred yard season, you ain't winning it. Or 14, 1,500, whatever you got to hit.
0: All right. So the Mackey award, I love how Felix only voted like one or two players on every single list too. And like everybody knows, if it
2: made, uh, he ran out of players after two or three. That's a, that's a good point. Good point.
0: All right. Uh, so we'll, we'll start with you then Felix. It'll go fairly quick. You only have two players listed on here for your Mackey award winner. Give us your top two and why you voted them.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think we know who the best uh, tight ends in college football are and that's Brock Bowers and Michael Mayer. Now, why did I pick one over the other? I think there is a chance that Notre Dame is like terrible in the passing game, and that Michael Mayer is actually asked to just block way more. And um, let's see, Stetson Bennett is what a fifth, sixth, seventh year player, so he he is a veteran. He's going to be able to find Brock Bowers again, who is he's going to lead Georgia in receiving again. Um, I I love Michael Mayer as my number one tight end, my number one NFL tight end, but I don't think that his season is going to be as productive as in years past. Um, uh, Tyler Buckner is rather short, you know, throwing over the middle. I think that Tyler Buckner is going to be running a lot. I think he's going to be scrambling a lot. Um, And I think Michael Mayer might be doing more pass blocking. So um, I like Notre Dame's offensive line and their run game and their read option game. Um, And I do like Lorenzo Styles as being the, you know, the deep, slot option but i could see lorenzo styles having fewer catches for a a higher average being the, the deep threat there and i just think that michael mayor is going to be less consistent that than he has been in, in recent seasons and so i've got brock bowers number one he's my mackey award winner austin
2: give us your list um so i had mayor at number one and just broke. i a mayor is going to win a lifetime achievement award there's like almost zero doubt in my mind i'd Put a decent chunk of change on this if i was allowed to to bet on this stuff in my state uh come on pennsylvania get your shit together uh, behind him i actually have zach coons second um before freak list i just think he's going to be very very productive like i and and they haven't been afraid to give this award to lesser uh conference guys harrison bryant won it a couple years ago and um Uh, uh, Trey McBride won it last year, so so G5 guys can win this one. Uh, might have Michael Trigg third. I think he's just going to be so productive that it's going to be hard to keep him off this list. Joshua Simon, same thing at Western Kentucky. I expect a big year at Joshua Simon. I know our CFF guys are kind of split on it here at at C2C. Um, but I, I, I do expect a really big year out of him. I, you know, I think that offense can support basically two and a half receivers, and he fits somewhere in that two and a half. Uh, and then Ben, you're a second at Stanford. Who else are they going to throw to at Stanford guys? Like I know I, they have like, a, like John Humphreys and yeah, boy um, Elijah, oh, isn't Elijah Higgins. Higgins. They're fine, but I think the majority of the time they're going to be throwing it to, to Elijah Higgins
1: is on the freak list. I don't know where he was, but I was like, huh? Uh, I mean, he's, so. he's,
2: he's, he's like Troy O'Meary basically. Like he's six, four to 25 or whatever. Yeah. That's the kind of player he is, but it, that, that that I think Eurosek is gonna he he might be their leading receiver. I don't remember if he was last year or not, but if he wasn't, it was close. So my list, I had
0: uh Michael Mayer at one as well. I went Trig to Bowers three, and then I went uh Kuntz fourth. Uh for me Bowers, I'm just I don't know that Georgia's offense is going to be as effective as it was last season. And I do think with Eric Gilbert coming in there, as long as he's on the field, I think he could take some of that work away from Bowers as well. I don't expect him to be that good. And I do agree with Austin on uh, Mayer and it was actually very close with him and Bowers. The fact that two people had Bowers down at four and three is what dropped him just slightly below Mayer, who we have winning the John Mackey Award. And I do kind of agree with what Austin said as well. Like he's been considered the best tight end for the past couple of years in college. I think he's kind of like the easy vote to win this, uh, win this award. I think, I do think he deserves it. Brock Bowers probably wins it next year because of the conversation we're having right now. Like I wouldn't be surprised if that's just kind of the route that it goes. So it, it's going to be very interesting between all of those guys. These next two is going to be very interesting. The Maxwell award and the Heisman. There was some very serious contention on the Heisman award here we're going to talk about the Maxwell Award first. Felix, you only voted one player. Who did you vote and why? You are muted, good sir.
2: Three times.
1: I think that this player is going to win both. He wasn't the finalist last year. I think that the the Heisman Trust, the voters, they kind of exposed themselves last year. I don't care if Will Anderson has like eight sacks this year. He should win the Heisman and the Maxwell. He is the best player in college football. And there, there was – I've never been more upset uh, about this type of award, a defensive player not winning, other than when Ndamukong Sue didn't win and, and Mark in- and Mark Ingram won the Heisman. Ndamukong Sue was the best player in college football at that season. I think that was like 2009 – and Will Anderson was the best player in college football last year. This is not an offensive award. It is who is the best player in college football. I, there's not a debate. It is Will Anderson. He is the best player in college football. So, I mean, I uh, Chris Moxley has talked about the odds on this award. I don't even know anything about betting, but there were good odds. Chris, I, Will Anderson is going to be a finalist. I think that he's going to uh, – uh, Win the Heisman Trophy, even if he doesn't have, you know, 15 sacks, even if he puts up between eight and 10 sacks. He's the most disruptive player in college football. Go back and watch uh, Kyle Pitts getting dump trucked in the backfield by a freshman, uh, Will Anderson. That's the first time I, I came across him. I was like, What's this? Um, Will Anderson, Heisman Trophy winner, Will Anderson, Maxwell Award winner. Mm-hmm.
2: For what it's worth, I'm not sure it's consensus that he is the best even defensive player in college football, and I would not agree. Like I think he is, but it, I see a lot of people hype up Jalen Carter from Georgia. Uh, I think Anderson probably. I voted for Anderson as well for this award, and I think it's because the voters don't have the balls to give him the Heisman. So this will kind of be, you know, the consolation prize for him, especially if Bama uh, is playoff bound and and whatever else that you know wins the SEC this year. Um, that I, I think he'll win this award, so I put him first, uh, and then I put Stroud second. And that was the those the only two guys I put down because I think those are the only two that are really going to be in contention for this this year. And again, like I will, and that we had Stroud. You know, as probably being the best quarterback in the country, so he's always going to to factor in at some point.
0: Yeah, that, th- those were my top two. They were practically the top two for everybody but uh, Alfred, who did vote Will Anderson one, but he went Caleb Williams second uh, and had Stroud fifth. The only person that did actually not vote Will Anderson one was Chris Moxley. He went with CJ Stroud, which did give Will Anderson the Maxwell Award. And I do agree with what Austin said, even though, as Felix mentioned, he voted for Will Anderson as the Heisman Award winner, as did I. I do think that this is likely what ends up happening is that they give Will Anderson the Maxwell award because they don't have the balls to give him the Heisman. So that takes us to, they say the most prestigious award in college football. I think it's cr- literally become a quarterback award outside of Devonta Smith winning hit here lately. And that is the Heisman Felix. We know you voted Will Anderson as did I just to give the top five here. For Felix was Will Anderson, C.J. Stroud, Caleb Williams, Anthony Richardson. I went Will Anderson, Stroud, J.S.N. Bryce Young, and of course Quinn Ewers. Austin, what was your five? Uh,
2: For me, Stroud one, Anderson second, Bryce Young third, J.S.N. fourth, and I put Caleb Williams fifth because I think if USC they have a very soft schedule, if USC wins nine or ten games, I think Caleb Williams will get some sort of uh, recognition for that. But I do think Stroud best quarterback in the country it's going to be his for the taking i just think that's we're trying to predict not what we're trying to predict what's going to happen not necessarily what should happen and so cj stroud is probably going to win this award I do think it's likely going to be a two-horse race between
0: those two. I think Bryce Young is going to get there, but again, I think because they don't want to have a repeat Heisman Award winner, they won't give it to him. I loved Felix's reaction when he found out I had Quinn Ewers in my top five. What brought, actually, Will Anderson only lost out in this vote. C.J. Stroud was the award winner for us. We, we voted him the, the Heisman Award winner. The only reason he actually lost out to Will Anderson was by .2 points, and that was because Alfred put Will Anderson at four. Had Will Anderson just bumped him up one, it would have actually been a tie between the two, and I would have just made it Will Anderson just for the hell of it. But C.J. Stroud just barely wins out there. So that are is our awards. I'm going to post them all here again, going from supposedly most important down to the bottom here. So we had C.J. Stroud winning the Heisman Award in 2022. We have Will Anderson coming away with the Maxwell Award. We have Michael – I almost said John Mayer again – Michael Mayer getting the Mackey Award here. JSN getting the Bulitnikov, Deuce Vaughn getting the Doke Walker, and CJ Stroud also coming home with the Davy O'Brien Award. A couple really quick ones uh, that we just voted on. We did not do graphics for yeah, go ahead, Austin.
2: I just want to say real quick, the one thing that I do think Will Anderson has on it going for him, kind of like how we talk about for a G5 team to make the playoff, they have to be really good two years in a row. Will Anderson is on the national radar two years in a row. So I think that does help him out a lot, as opposed to some of these other guys that maybe the defensive guys that maybe have like that one big year, whereas he like can point to basically two years of production. If he, if he kind of repeats it and say, look like he's done this for 26 straight games or 28 straight games or whatever, like at some point maybe you have to factor that in. So I do think that will come into play. And if Ohio State trips up a little bit then, and Alabama is clearly the number one team in the country, then I do think Anderson wins it over Young because Young won it last year and Anderson will have had two really big years. So I do think there is some logic in there for him winning it. So what you
0: said right there is why I actually voted Will Anderson. I talked about this. Uh, Moxley, myself, and Brandon Sanders did a bold take episode of Debbie Debate a couple weeks ago. And I do think Ohio State loses a game at some point in time in the season. I think there's a shot that Alabama does go undefeated, which then gives Will Anderson the Heisman. Uh,
2: and you that, picking, that is, Weren't you picking Texas to maybe th- knock them off? Um, Quinn Ewers? Oh arm. god no I just I actually no, just I, was
0: DMing someone recently saying that Will Anderson is likely gonna just absolutely eat in He's just game gonna walk him. out
2: with Quinn Ewers head in his hand <laughs> It's after gonna the be game. bad
0: like I'm really hoping Quinn maybe gets a little injury in the back and they throw Hudson Card out there to just feed him to the Sharks for a game because uh, it's gonna be bad and, and no I'm really not a big John Mayer fan but I don't know why that name just keeps popping up in my head there Todd I, I don't know so we also did, really quick, a freshman of the year fantasy MVP and fantasy bust. I'll just let you guys give your listen, and then tell us why you picked the player that you did. Felix, will come to you first. Your fantasy MVP.
1: My fantasy MVP is is uh, Anthony Richardson for a lot of the reasons I stated earlier. But when it comes to fantasy, you know, could Anthony Richardson lead the uh, Gators in rushing touchdowns? Because he had 15, 20. 20 ish rushing touchdowns. Yeah. He could could he add another 20 through the air? Yeah. I mean, we're talking about I think I is it I think his floor could be like 28-ish points a game from the quarterback position. And he could have listen, if all things go right, Anthony Richardson is going to have some of these games where he scores 55, 60 points uh and just, you know, especially in super flex formats is really a boon for you. So um, I got all my chips in on Anthony Richardson. So why not make him the fantasy MVP?
0: I mean he made my top five as well I'm with you again my big fear is just that Florida might be so bad that it also hurts his production a little bit and so I dropped him down my list a little bit I ended up going with Deuce Vaughn who we had winning the the dope Walker because I just think what he's going to do rushing and everything receiving as well is likely going to make him one of the highest scoring fantasy players this season I put JSN up there and Stroud because I think those two will probably go nuclear for the most part and then A Rich came in there uh, at four for me because again I, I I I really do think he's got a shot to do exactly what Felix said. I wouldn't be surprised if he has multiple Malik Cunningham type weeks that we saw him do in the finals last year. But then I'm really worried there's going to be some weeks where he's only getting you like 10 or 11 points because Florida just has a chance to be so bad on offense, especially with the injuries they've now suffered at wide receiver and nobody really standing out to help out Richardson. Austin, what was uh, your five and who did you pick to be your fantasy MVP?
2: Yeah, so I kind of just to to give – a uh, small look at my thought process here. So, I was trying to mostly pick out guys that weren't going like right away in drafts. Like, you're going to get like va- premier value out of them as well. Like, if you take Travion Henderson at the 101 and he leads, you know, leads the non quarterback positions in scoring, like, yeah, you made a good pick, but like, Was there like the value, you know, like that's kind of what you expect out of the 101. So the names that I put down here from one to five, I did put Deuce Vaughn number one. He is the one guy that's going top five, six, whatever, in in regular college fantasy drafts. But just another 1800-yard season, I think, is is pretty much guaranteed as long as he doesn't get injured. Um, He will be that entire offense. Number two, Michael Trigg. Because I think, again, there is a chance that he is the leading producing tight end uh, in the country. And before Jalen Robinson arrived there at Ole Miss, I thought that he could lead that entire team in receiving. I'm kind of skeptical he can do that now with Robinson there. Um, but I, I think that he's going to return a lot of value. He still goes behind uh, in most of these drafts, from what I've heard, uh, Bowers and Mayer. Um, and I don't, I think he's going to outscore both of them fairly easily this year. Uh, number three, Caleb Williams. I think that he has a pretty strong chance of being the QB1. USC's defense is so atrocious that they're just going to have to basically put the ball in his hands every game and kind of say, go win us this game. And that a lot of times is going to involve scoring 45 points. Like I just think that's the nature of what USC is going to be this year. Number four, I put Clay Millen remember what Carson Strong has done the past couple years. I think I expect a very similar type performance from him. He sat in this offense last year and learned it. So it's not like this is all new to him. He's got some really nice weapons in a conference. that isn't particularly strong. I think that he and he goes very late. Like, there's not a lot of rushing upside, but I do think that of all these kind of pass only quarterbacks, he has a chance to be one of the better, if not the most prolific one in all of college football this year. And then fifth, I put Caden Prather, who's going really late. I think a lot of guys project him to be the second leading wide receiver there. But if you look at Graham Harrell's offenses at USC, the leading guy and even the second guy there has put up a hundred, like a hundred catches, like thirteen hundred yards and a decent amount of touchdowns. So if that offense can get clicking, whether that's through JT Daniels, he manages to somehow stay healthy for the whole year. Um, whether that means they put, I think whatever quarterbacks in there, they'll be prolific. And I think that Prather, if it, and it, like, if he's the second guy, really good. If he's the first guy, I think there's a chance for a 85, 1108 season. And based off where he's going in drafts right now, that would like, that would be the value of the values this year. Um, so I do think that, that Prather, um, is not getting enough love there. And I've definitely been talked into him by uh, Nate Marquise uh, on our CFF team. And to a lesser extent, because I'll never give him credit for anything. Mike Valerie, uh, one of our Debbie guys.
0: Yeah. I was going to say Mike Valerie's standing at attention right now. And I don't mean yeah. standing up at attention. Once yeah. you mentioned Caden Prather, because he yeah. loves him. Some Caden Prather. You don't get, the, you don't get the joke, Felix. No, no. doesn't approve of it. No, I'm sorry. I apologize. Uh, Poor taste by the host here, and I apologize. All right, our fantasy bust. Uh, I only listed three. I went with Sean Tucker, Tyler Van Dyke, and Quentin Johnson, all players that are being drafted very highly that I just don't think produce the way people are expecting them to where they drafted them. Sean Tucker is being drafted very highly. I would not be surprised if he takes, I won't say a massive step back, but a decent step back this year. I don't see him necessarily getting this day to draft capital like some other people do, which then also decreases his value moving on to the NFL side of things. I I don't think he's going to have a top 12, 24 running back season for fantasy football. So I dropped him on there. We know why Tyler Van Dyke, he's also on Felix's list, so I'll let him talk about that. And then Johnson is more of just a fear of, I love Johnson, but there's just so much to project there, and I believe he's being drafted as like a top five or six wide receiver in most drafts because of Sonny Dykes, and I think there's a realistic shot that he does not produce that value at all this season. Felix, I will give you a ton of credit on this because you love you some Tyler Van Dyke, but you have him as your number one fantasy bust. Why?
1: Uh, and I do want to say, uh, regarding fantasy MVP, Austin, I also picked Tame McWilliams, who, for the same reason, as far as value, um, Tame McWilliams, I think, can be an RB1, and he is not being drafted that way. Tame McWilliams at Baylor, the projected starter there. Um, fantasy busts. Uh, Jim Harbaugh is toxic for fantasy value and Jim Harbaugh is essentially the offensive coordinator at Miami. Now it's one of his, um, uh, his offensive coordinator from last season, that being Josh Gattis. I think Josh Gattis Gattis is going to run two tight ends and run, you know, probably Jalen Knighton and Travante Citizen into the back of that line the 30 times a game. I think that that's just how they, that's just how they play. That's how Michigan plays. Um, We have to remember, we have to remember, um, uh, Gaddis was like choice four for Mario Cristobal, or at least being associated with that job. There was, and I always forget his name, the passing game coordinator for the 2019 LSU Tigers. He was associated with that. Joe with Brady. That, uh, Joe Brady was associated with that with that position, and there was like one or two other names other than Brady, and before it was Gaddis. They don't have the uh they don't have Mike Harley and Charleston Rambo. They don't really have somebody who's going to take the top off the defense. They have two good tight ends who should, quite frankly, lead that team in receiving in Will Mallory and uh in Elijah Arroyo. And then they have an offensive coordinator who's going to run the ball. And that and then their head coach is a defensive-minded guy. This is going to be a super conservative offense, in my opinion. And I love Tyler Van Dyke. I was, I was the one who was saying he was the next Joe Burrow last year. Lo and behold, he did not have to transfer. Um, but they're not going to play the same way. They're, as a matter of fact, they're going to play the complete opposite way that they played last year with Rhett Lashley. This is no longer a bombs-away offense. Sorry. And so uh, Tyler Van Dyke is my number one. Just go through the rest of my list, I've got Jackson Dart, number two, who, like Quint Ewers, has not secured the starting position. Uh, for his team, and it sounds like Luke Altmaier at Ole Miss is might be ahead of Jackson Dart at this point. Uh, I've got Tyler Buckner number three. Now I like Tyler Buckner as a as a developmental player. However, I do not think that he has arm talent like kind of whatsoever and he's a player who actually changed his throwing motion in the middle of college to to kind of or middle high school excuse me to try to correct some things and get some more velocity on his throws I don't think that he has it Uh, so he's going to be an athletic player but as far as passing the ball I think that Notre Dame might be one of these teams that you can kind of crowd the line of scrimmage and try to play the run. Uh, so I have him there and then I have Michael Mayer there for the same reason. I think that Michael Mayer is going to be doing a lot of blocking. I think that, that um, T- Tyler Buckner and, uh, and Chris Tyree, I think they're going to be running a, a whole lot of read option. This is going to be a heavy, uh, that's that, I mean, that would be the strength of this particular team. So um, so I've got Tyler, Tyler Buckner and Michael Mayer as uh, number f- uh, three and four. I didn't, I didn't put a five. Austin, who did you pick as your
0: uh, fantasy bust?
2: I was trying to put names that were different for these fantasy positions, which is why you know also on my last one I, I had Mill and I had Prather. I had some guys that maybe nobody else had on their list. So I tried to put some different names on mine here. Number one, I put Quentin Johnston. I love Quentin Johnston, and I love, I think we all love the idea of Quentin Johnston, which I think is kind of what Felix was talking about a little bit with Tyler Buckner. But who's Quentin Johnston's quarterback going to be this year? Hint. Probably the same guys that were thrown to him last year when he had like 33 catches. Like, I know this, the system is going to be improved, but um, I'm skeptical that it improves enough to vault him into top tier wide receiver one status, which is where I think a lot of people expect him to finish this year. So I think he's going to be disappointing. Uh, and then I do have Brendan Armstrong, number two. Um, I um, I mean, I, a new offensive coordinator. Um, I don't think that he's going to have quite the rushing production this year. I think he's going to stay in the pocket a little bit more. I think that offense as a whole might might be a bit of a downgrade this year. So I'm fading both of those guys for pure fantasy this year.
0: Before we give our Freshman of the Year awards, for those of you still watching, and I'll make sure to mention this at the beginning of the podcast as well. Major shout out to Hannah Page, our creative lead, who created those incredibly beautiful graphics there. Uh, and again, you guys may be seeing those more throughout the season, so pay attention to those. Freshman of the Year. Uh, found this one to be very interesting. I really thought it would be kind of two to maybe three guys listed for everybody, but it was a little bit different for everybody listed here. I'm going to read some of the other votes uh, for the guys who are not here. Alfred had Nicholas Singleton, Cade Clubnick, Matthew Golden, Talon, Cetron, Damian Martinez, Colin Decker had Luther Burton, Damian Martinez, Matthew Golden, Cartavius Norton, and Jordan Hudson. Austin, who did you pick to be the freshman of the year?
2: Yeah, I thought I really wanted – Norton on mine, he comes in at, at two. I just, I'll, I'll maintain, I, I think he takes that job at, at pretty early in the year here at Iowa State, kind of is the next really good Iowa State running back. Um, I want to, I'll go two through five and then I'll reveal my my number one. Uh, Matthew Golden was at three um, and I, you guys both voted for Golden. So I'll let, let you guys talk about him. I did put Andre Green at four and I wouldn't have if that Antoine Green news hadn't broken where he's going to be out for eight to 10 weeks there's nothing in front of him now. Like, I think they were going to kind of make him earn it over the course of the year, but ne- there's just nothing in his way. Like they, they have to play him and they're going to throw the ball a ton. I, I, Josh Downs is obviously going to get his, but I do think green has a decent year. Um, and then I put Luther burden five. Cause I do think he'll, he'll probably be the de facto number one at Missouri, but number one for me is Talon Shetron. I've said this for months now that I think he ends up wide receiver one there. Pretty early in the year. By week four or week five, he's going to be the guy. Oklahoma State kind of figures it out as the year goes on. Like Tay Martin was not the guy week one last year. They kind of figured that. Shetron was, by all reports, the best guy at camp. He's the most athletic guy. He's basically Jaden Bray, but like 20% more athletic, which is the guy that he's going to take this job from. They're both going to start. But I think Shetron, it would not shock me if he gets close to 1,000 yards this year because by week four, week five, he's going to just be the, the target in that offense. We know Spencer Sanders can support that guy. So I think Talon Chetron is going to be very fantasy relevant this year and moving forward, and I do think that he will be the top freshman offensively uh, at the skill positions in college football this year.
1: Yeah, I picked players who are are already projected to be starters from day one. So Matthew Golden is – as a matter of fact, this is very easy for me. Matthew Golden, I had number one. Cartavius Norton, who Phil Steele has projected to be the starter, and Austin, you've touted him from the beginning, at number two. And I have Evan Stewart, the wide receiver at Texas A&M, number three. All of these players are going to, uh, game one, day one, either be starters or have significant Roles in their offenses. I think Stewart is a starter. Golden is a starter. The only one that's kind of a question is is Norton, you know, getting the the the, the first carries there for um, Iowa State, or is it drill Brock? But we project that Norton is going to be that guy. So I did not think that this um, was very difficult. One of the more difficult awards. I don't have Singleton there because they've got Kayvon Lee there. They've got Catron Allen there. You know, I think that they could ease Nicholas Singleton into that role just like they did with Travion Henderson last year. I don't think Cade Klubnick is starting before week five, six, if, you know, if everything goes wrong there. So I heard his name. Um, so these three are all already starters and I'm glad that I have them rostered in a lot of, a lot of places. Um, so that was kind of the logic and process behind my selections for, for this particular award is who are the guys that have already locked up Uh, playing time early in the season.
0: If I would have stuck to my guns, I I should have gone with Luther Byrd. I've claimed that he's going to break records this year as a freshman at Missouri, but I ended up picking Matthew Golden as well because I just expect that offense to be really good. I've said I think Houston could be legitimately in the talks for the playoffs all season long this year. They have a very winnable schedule. They've got Texas Tech week two, I believe, Outside of that, they've got a schedule that they should go undefeated. And I think because of that, Matthew Golden is going to put up incredible numbers. Um, I did also kind of take like the th- my thought process was very much close to what you had, Felix. It's like I'm just going to go with guys I think are going to be starting and productive this year. I thought about Evan Stewart, but again, I've said many times as much as I think Jimbo Fisher is going to throw the ball more. I kind of want to see it just to make sure that he actually does it. Golden just seemed to be the one who like stood out as like he's I think going to get the ball. He's going to be fed the ball at times and that offense is going to produce. Uh, I'd love for Burden to be that guy because like I said, I, I do have a hot take out that he's going to have the most receiving yards the freshman for uh, Missouri, but I think Golden's the the more logical choice. So that is why I went with him. So that is it. That is all of our awards. We are going to do this every single year and we will be announcing awards every week as well. We'll save those for when we get into season, but that was something that uh, Felix has really made a push for this season. And we are going to do again, you might see those graphics more often. If you guys are going to be in or near Canton, Ohio this weekend, come say hi to all of us as we will be at the Fantasy Football Expo. Outside of that, This is the last summit for this year, so I hope you guys really enjoyed them. Uh, This will be an annual thing, and we'll be back with all of our regular scheduled programming next week. We'll talk to you guys again soon.